Why don't we pray? Lord, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you speak to us, that in the middle of everything we're going through right now, we can hear your direction. Help us to understand your word today. Help it to be alive and real to us. Help us to know what to do about it. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I want to start with uh, telling you a little bit about where we are right now. I'm at Lock Raven Reservoir. You can see, maybe see, the water behind me through the trees. And I'm in the trees for a particular reason. I want to tell you a little bit. Uh, I want to tell you a story about this. But first, I'm going to give you just kind of a quick view of where we are so that you can see. We're just in this beautiful area surrounded by trees all around. All around us, we're here out uh, in nature. Something that I like to do uh, from time to time, uh, particularly on my uh, a day off, a day of rest, a chance to uh, get outside and really just not think about work, not think about the challenges of life, um, to rest, to have a good time, uh, to enjoy it, uh, but also to, you know, pray some, process some, be focused on God more than anything else, uh, be out in nature, and it just helps me connect. But um, this past week, true story, I came um, and I ended up in this spot right here, and I want to tell you about that just briefly. So I started off way that direction that you just looked. Um, I, I um, hiked through just a really narrow trail um, down to the water. And I was trying a little bit of fishing and there was a lot of water plants there. It's, you know, the end of the season. And so fishing, you know, wasn't going to be easy or good. And so I wanted to cut across to over this way. There's uh, two other nice little um, sandy beaches that, uh, that are very small, but looked like they would be good for fishing off this direction, which was um, where I wanted to start and then work my way back to the road. But this was also exploring for me. And, um, you know, I was born and raised in Portland, Oregon. I've been in Baltimore City 10 years now. Um, I like to explore. Um, I like to get out and go somewhere that I've never been before. Um, I was uh, uh, fortunate enough that there were, uh, I had the opportunity when I was a kid to do uh, some of that. And it just, um, I got excited by it. So I like to explore. So I was happy to be out here. I had never um, e explored this area before. And I, I could see through the trees where the water was coming in. Um, but the brush was really thick. And so I was pushing through and you'd, you'd kind of look down through the trees and you'd see what looked like a little bit of an opening. And so I would go through there. Uh, but then it would turn out to be just a place where deer had bedded down. And, and so it was all kind of pressed down, but it was all covered with these uh, bushes. And so I would look from there to another spot towards the water and I would kind of push through, um, push my way through more um, undergrowth and shrubs and, and, and uh, sticker bushes uh, to where I could s look like there was another opening and I get out there and then similarly like it would be still really crowded in it wasn't near the size of the opening that I thought it was going to be 
And uh, that happened over and over and over several times until I was just stuck. I was just completely surrounded with this sticker bushes and undergrowth and these little shrubs and um, not this nice open area here. But I was trying to get to where the water was, but I didn't have what it what it takes. I didn't have the right tool with me, uh, something to cut through that, um, because when I left in the morning, I wasn't thinking about that. I wasn't thinking that I would end up in that kind of a situation. And so I was stuck. I didn't have what it, what it took to get through, to get to the water where I was wanting to go. Uh, you know, so I actually just sat down. There was, a, a there was just really just enough space to sit down. Um, and I, I pulled up my water bottle. I took a drink and I laughed at myself. I took a couple pictures and, and to show Rebecca so I can just kind of make fun of myself of like, look at this situation that I got myself in with exploring. Um, but maybe you've had an experience here in 2020 where you have found yourself stuck. Or maybe you've come up against something and discovered that you don't have what it takes. Um, maybe there's some inadequacy maybe there's um maybe there's been a, a an old uh bad habit a fault a character fault something that has popped up through all these months of of being anxious about not being sure what was going to happen um in our world and in our country and maybe it's got you to a place of feeling weak or in pain or uh maybe you're just exhausted um, I wasn't completely out of exhausted in those shrubs, but in a sense that I couldn't go any further, I was at that limit and I had to change direction. Um, and so I want to go back to this verse and I want uh, us to listen for what God is saying to us. I believe that God has something to say to you today that is full of grace and love and that is helpful. So, from the new living, then you will be made complete. It's the second half of verse 19. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And if we if we look at just the original language and, and uh, a simpler version that's easier to study, we would this is what we would get. Know, as in uh, K-N-O-W, know the love of Christ. And remember that word know here in the original language is to learn it's it's to i'm i'm learning it now i'm growing in an understanding of it now um and i'm doing that through learning and i'm doing that through experience i've had this experience and now i've come to understand something that i didn't understand before so know the love of christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all fullness of God. Experience the love of Jesus. It's inexhaustible. Uh, let it be removing inadequacies and, and removing um, faults of character. Experience the love of Jesus, which cannot be exhausted, which never runs out, which never, ever fails us. The love of Jesus can't run out. It 
won't run out. It's inexhaustible. Uh, Jesus is faithful, never leaves us, never forsakes us. He, he said that. He, he promised that. And so it's important for us to not relate to Jesus with the prejudice of what human relationships have been and have done for us. Uh, it's so important for us to to learn, to have, and this word know in know the love of Jesus is also an intimate relationship word. It's actually also the word that is used in scripture for uh, intimate sexual expression of love between partners. It's this intimacy where we're close to each other. We learn about each other. We express love to each other. We're, we're close in a way that we're not close um, with other people in a sense. And so it's, it's this same knowing. It's a learning about. It's an experiencing. It's a feeling the emotion of um, learning about that person. But it, then it is also a learning of the intellect. It's also a learning of the mind. I didn't have this knowledge before about this person, about the love of Jesus, but now I have learned this truth, this principle, this fact about the love of Jesus. And now I have come to understand both through learning and through experiencing what the love of Jesus is. And what is being said here is that the love of Jesus is inexhaustible. It, it can't run out. Now, let's go back to the larger context of what we are reading here. And uh, for, if you're not aware, this is part four of our series, More Than Enough, and where we are focused on Ephesians chapter four, um, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Uh, let's go back to that passage right now. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now remember, this is a letter from Paul to the believers in the region of Ephesus and they had a relationship with each other. There was uh, a context of this. They knew each other, and they had also learned a lot about Jesus. To varying degrees, they had a relationship with Jesus. Uh, these are people that had problems, that had some years that were more difficult than others. These were people that didn't have enough in life. These were people that had, there were earthquakes, there was racial violence, there they had to rebuild their homes, their businesses. Uh, life wasn't easy for them. And they're normal humans. They have insecurities. They get selfish sometimes, immature sometimes. Uh, they had family challenges, health challenges. And so just like when we come to this and read this, this was a passage that 
meant something to them. Paul was imprisoned at the time he wrote it and didn't know how long he would be alive. And eventually he was put to death through the imprisonment when he wrote this letter. And so there was also this sense of, hey, these words are important. These words matter. And, and so that's why I want, I've been wanting us to take our time to go slowly through them so that they could be meaningful to us. Because the truth of the matter is, in human history, in a couple thousand years since the time this was written down, millions of humans have found this to be helpful. And so it should matter to us more than an online review of product we're looking to buy. So just going back to the verse, know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I don't know about you, but I definitely have had the experience in life where I felt like I didn't have enough. I didn't have what it takes. I wasn't up to the challenge. I was running out. I was exhausted. And I've, I've had that experience. I have been there. And I've, I've, I've had those times this year. There have been times this year where I've just been completely exhausted. And the reality of it is you get to certain parts in life where just taking a nap isn't enough. Your soul can be exhausted. Your spirit can be exhausted. And it's really important that we don't isolate, that we don't pretend like it's not happening. It's really important that we're honest about it and that we are receiving the love of God from it, not trying to fake our way through it or just do things out of our own strength, but that we're, we get a little humility in life and realize that we need help. And thankfully, the love of God is there as a help for us. And what they had found to be true, what, what Paul had learned from Jesus himself, was that Jesus' love was powerful. Now remember, it's this agape love, right? It's love that is where a decision has been made, not for what you can get out of the other person, where a decision has been made to be giving, to be selfless, to be sacrificial, to be faithful, to be patient, to be kind. That's the agape love word that is being used here. So he's saying, listen, come to know this agape love of Jesus that he has shown you so that you can be made full, complete, whole, restored, strong, the way that God designed you to be, created you to be. In fact, the word picture here in the original language uh, is also associated with a ship, a ship that was created by design, that has a design purpose, that has a purpose to carry a certain amount of load, and a ship that is now filled with the right crew members, the right people that will work, that really will move it forward, and also uh, the cargo that it's designed to carry. So think about this. If your life, God has created your life, created your spirit, created your body, given you the opportunity, given you talents, given you gifts, giving you identity and purpose, and yet you might run out when you're going about it out of your own strength. God wants to send the internal crew members, the workforce, and the cargo that he has designed you to carry. Sometimes we get heavy and exhausted because we are carrying something that we were not designed to carry. And we need to be careful of that. We need to be alert to that. Um, it's important that we don't get distracted, that we don't get 
that we don't allow weariness to come to a place where it is dangerous, where we start making self-destructive decisions. I think it's very human. It would be human nature this year with everything that has gone on and all the uncertainty to drift into a place of not truly trusting in God, relying on God in a way that we're drawing strength from. It would be normal for that anxiety, that uncertainty to get us to a place where we drift into bad habits, into self-medicating with things that we crave at a level that's unhealthy, maybe at a level that's wrong. Um, And so it's really important for us to turn away from that, to abandon a me-first life, and to realize that God can satisfy you. God created your ability to eat and sleep and and enjoy different things, and, and that this is something that God does want for you. It's important for us to understand that, to realize that, and that most importantly, the love of God is what we should be drawing our strength from. So let's let's uh, talk about what do we learn in this message. What do we learn from this passage, Ephesians chapter three and verse nineteen? Well, I'm just going to bring us back to the truth that we've talked about the last couple of weeks. And and this, if this is your first message in the series, please go back. This is part four. Go back and listen to each one. What do we learn? Well, God's love is limitless, right? It doesn't, it's not exhausted. It doesn't run out. Number two, God can give us the ability to grow in spiritual strength from a greater understanding of his love. Now that's kind of a mouthful. But I want you to consider this. Where you anywhere in your life where you don't have the ability to grow in that way, God can give you that ability. That's what this means. God can give us the ability to grow in spiritual strength, but it comes from a greater understanding of his love. It's really important. This should affect our focus. Number three, we should be actively focused on God, relying on God, drawing strength from God. Actively, you make a decision to do this. You make a decision to set your focus in this way. You make a decision to carve out time. Listen, you're too busy not to do this. You're too busy not to do this. So we should be making a choice that we're actively focused on God actively relying on God. That's what trust means. Actively drawing strength from God. Remember verse 17, so important. Jesus will make his home in our hearts. As we trust in him, we can be rooted, drawing from the love of Jesus, drawing from it the roots of our life, life, strength, spiritual strength. We can be drawing from it and we can be grounded, meaning relying on it like it's a foundation that is reliable for us to build our life on. Number four, we are experiencing and learning about the love of Jesus. Excuse me. As we are experiencing and learning about the love of Jesus, our emptiness can be filled. It's possible. Whatever the emptiness is, whatever the, when you, when you, when you stop and you come to realize that you're repeating decisions that are not healthy for you, 
you start to examine why. Why do I do that? What is what is going on inside of me that is causing me to do that? A lot of times you will you will discover maybe a pain from your past, maybe an unsecure an insecurity that is unfounded because of the way that God loves you. But it's important for us to stop long enough with the help of others to process those things, to come to realize them because the love of Jesus can fill you. I'm going to talk about that more in just a second. So what should we do about what we've learned from this passage and this verse in particular? Well, number one, receive the love of God through Jesus Christ. We said it every week. It's so important that after all that God has done, that we don't just walk away that we don't relate to God through our good works, through what we are able to do, but that instead we receive Jesus as Savior. We receive a new heart from God when we receive Jesus as Savior. We receive forgiveness of our sins, spiritual cleansing, moral cleansing, a whole new life. We receive that when we receive Jesus as Savior. This is the channel that God's love comes from, And we really shouldn't go a single day without thinking about it, without it informing our life. So receive the love of God through Jesus. Number two, pray, read, listen, learn, and reflect on the love of God. Hey, this relationship with God is only going to be life-giving, is only going to be helpful, is only going to really matter to you if you are indeed focused on the fact that God loves you. If you are indeed in a personal relationship with God, and if you're listening to God, if you are talking to God, there should be this active learning component. And that happens when we talk to God and listen to God through prayer, pray, read, listen, learn, and reflect on the love of God. And what what should come out of that is number three, Write out what you have learned and experienced. So I'll give you an example. For me, I had made a lot of mistakes in my life. And a big part of my journey was coming to realize that doing good things didn't make me worthy of the grace of Jesus. And that he was extending it to me out of his grace and that just had a transformative experience for me and but it was something that that honestly was there was a starting point of the journey of learning that but then there was a constant reading scripture reading christian books talking with other christians there was a constant learning experience to it that helped me absorb the truth that helped it become more meaningful to me that helped it become really transformational for me. It's this, hey, I, I, God has extended this salvation, this hope of heaven, this spiritual cleansing to me. And it actually has nothing to do with what I did. It, it, it's not because I did anything good. It's not because I deserve it. In fact, I discovered that God knew me better than anyone else and still extended this grace to me. I mean, that is 
Talk about shaking your head. Talk about jaw dropping. Talk about unbelievable. Like that, that should have a profound effect on you. And what it should do in the journey of your life is help you be more gracious with yourself, um, help you push out, forget about negative things that people have said about you, value the opinion of other people less than the opinion of God about you, be less focused on pleasing other people and more focused on pleasing God. It should make it easier for you to say, thank you, God, like every day, thank you, God, for my salvation and to live out of that. Thank you. That, that's that's what it should do. It, it really should make a difference. But the way this happens is by writing out what you have learned and experienced in this journey of coming to know the love that Jesus has for you. Write it down and, and, and do it in ways that work for you. Bullet points, short sentences, journal, write longer, but write down what you're learning and what you have experienced. Now, here's one that's important in this process. Number four, identify what areas of your life, excuse me, identify what areas of your life where you need more of the love of God. What is it? Is it uh, your sense of identity? Is it maybe you're struggling with not trusting God with your financial needs or your sexual needs? Uh, Maybe it is... um, just not having a healthy sense of your own worth. Maybe you've drifted into being way too focused on making other people happy and you don't know how to be happy yourself anymore. Well, that can come from not receiving the love that God has for me. Maybe it's a tendency to keep breaking relationships by putting the burden of your happiness on the other person in a way that's not healthy. There's some kind of emptiness. There's some kind of brokenness that we're experiencing. Identify what the area of life is where you have an emptiness, where you have a lack, where you don't have what you need. And then number five, match up the love of Jesus with any area of lack that's inside you. So now I want to say something that's really important about this, okay? We need to abandon a me-first life, but not ignore our health, right? But if we're more focused on our health than we are focused on God, it's going to be frustrating experience. So by focusing on God more than I focus on myself, I have a chance to really grow in learning these truths, and they, they could be transformational to me. And what I've seen happen for a lot of people is that they'll stop their journal, they'll have a conversation with somebody and they'll realize that they have grown in this receiving the love of God and the spiritual strength and the peace and joy that comes from it retroactively. They'll look back in their life and they'll say, I used to think this way, I used to feel this way, but I don't anymore. But it's because of this experience I had with the love of God. It's because of what I learned about the love of God through Jesus, right? It was that learning experience. It was that focused on God more than anything else that they weren't even really totally conscious of how it was healing an emptiness or a brokenness inside of them. Some people have that experience. 
And there are times where you could have that experience. Other people also have an experience where they more strategically by themselves or with the help of others, identify um, an area of brokenness. They identify this area of brokenness and then they realize, oh yeah, I I read this scripture. I learned this truth about the way that God loves me. I learned this and that matches up to this, right? So for example, if I just can't come to a place of reconciliation in an interpersonal relationship and it just eats away at me and eats away at me and eats away at me. But it's simultaneously, I receive the love that comes through Jesus in a way that really changes me. The part of me that is still lacking from that relationship can truly be healed on the inside of you You may still have a scar where you have a memory of what happened and maybe lessons learned from it, but it will no longer be painful to the point where it's controlling your life. Now you've received healing from God and the love from God and the realization of how amazing it is that God loves you the way that he does. And so now that pain doesn't affect you in the same way. And for a lot of people, what happens as a result of that is that that healing, that new strength that they find makes it possible for them to be able to reconcile those relationships because now they see things more clearly. There's many, many different applications of this, but it's very important that between you and God and with the help of mature Christians, you start to identify areas of your life where there is lack, where there's need, where there's emptiness. You identify that area and then you come to God with it and you receive the love of Jesus and let the love of Jesus fill that area up. So important. Lastly, and I've said it multiple times now, share the journey with other believers. We talked about it last week in a way it's a little bit different and very important. I'm hoping that each of these you're going to take into consideration and start to apply them because the last few weeks we've talked about a number of action steps that I think are not overwhelming and they're not rocket science and can be helpful to you. So again, just going back to the verse, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. I'm gonna turn to Pastor